Some brands offer you low finance or cashback or servicing. Renault don't do ors. We do ands. The Renault Kajar with 1.91% APR and €1,000 cashback and three years servicing, saving you thousands. Renault, the brand with the ands. Visit your local Renault dealer. Finances made under a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required. Subject to lending criteria. See Renault.ie. Welcome to another podcast by InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports, your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley, joined by Sherelle McMillan. And Sherelle, you stay busy anyway with the recruiting, and it got a lot busier um, a few days ago when this scoop or scandal came out involving the NCAA not being the investigating agency and the FBI being the ones that are digging into this NCAA basketball scandal. We've seen it on TV, assistant coaches being fired, Rick Patino being removed. So, Sherelle, let's just cut to the chase and talk about what exactly this does or how this affects North Carolina and North Carolina potential targets specifically. Just first off, the the scale of everything that's happened over the last, I guess now, you know, two and a half days is enormous. And there's always been kind of that inside knowledge. Even people who aren't deep into this kind of understood that stuff like this happened, I think. Um, but when you actually see it laid out, you know, kind of on the table, you see documents, you see names, you see University 1, 2, 3, which, you know, with a little sleuthing, you can figure out exactly who all those are. It's kind of jarring because, uh, you know, this, like we said, this stuff has been going on for 25, 30 years. And it's just been really part, kind of an accepted part of the culture. And it, it was striking and telling that the NCAA was not involved at all, that, you know, the FBI, who has subpoena power, who has all kinds of jurisdiction that the NCAA just can't compete with. So, you know, we're getting down to who's actually doing things because this isn't, you know, you're going to vacate a couple wins or... Uh, you might be suspended for a few games. This is jail time. This is careers. You know, this is everything. This is somebody's livelihood. So uh, just, I just wanted to paint that picture because it really is unprecedented. Nothing like this has really ever happened. As far as North Carolina is concerned, I, I think the biggest thing for for them is um, one of their uh, top targets in the class of 2018 was named, well, not named, but was connected to uh, one of the people named in uh, the indictment. And <clears throat> that player uh, is Nasir Leto from Orlando. He took an official visit to North Carolina in uh, September 9th, the weekend of the national championship celebration and all that. So it remains to be seen exactly what's going to happen. Um, there's so many unanswered questions about what happens next. I think that's the biggest thing uh, from an NTA standpoint, from an FBI standpoint. And then, you know, things I guess will progress from there. But, you know, we're six and a half weeks from signing day. So, um, just a lot of uncertainty, and really the landscape of recruiting is kind of at a standstill for now. So let me go back to the main thing. It's, you know, there have been books written on the AAU circuit, and the best one I can't call, but I know our listeners have certainly read it before. But, and like you said, that the assumption that this stuff has gone on for so long and it's never really come to light, especially not in this room, is it a, in your opinion, is it a function of the NCAA just not wanting to deal with it? And then the FBI ultimately got involved. What What do you think led to the federal government getting involved in this 
something like we, I think we all believe and all believe to be true is, is been going on in some scale for a long while. Well, I think the NCAA, they would never admit this, but I mean, they are the NCAA and the schools and everybody is complicit in this stuff. I mean, not to get too deep, but, you know, down to us, we're all, we all have a role, maybe not in the illegal activity, but we have a role in what caused the illegal activity, which is the, uh, the love of basketball. You know, we're not going to, anybody doesn't have to apologize for the love of basketball, but all that stuff is part of why this happened. So, you know, coaches are under pressure to get players and fans want results and you have athletes who have skills who feel they should be compensated for it. And once you start rolling all that together, that's where the, the money comes in. That's where you get some of these um, shady characters who come out of the woodwork to get their piece of the pie, because this is a huge, huge pie. And there's a certain, you know, number of people who don't get any of the pie. So there's more for everybody else to take. And I think that's where it comes from that, you know, high school players and their families who maybe, uh, maybe maybe their son isn't a pro, so maybe he's not a one and done. But maybe there's a school who'll say, "Hey, we'll give you X amount of money if you come here." That's that's their big payday. So I I think all of that um, caused this, and how the FBI got involved, I really don't know. I mean, you know, the story is about an informant, but why they became particularly interested in all this, I I, I couldn't tell you. But they're here now, and the thing about uh, the AU circuit is it's very it's very tight and close knit. So this thing is going to have tentacles that go out in every different direction and touch a whole different, a whole lot of people because, you know, those coaches who were arrested and those AAU coaches, they're obviously not the only ones doing it. So we'll see how deep the FBI decides to go with all this, you know, in the coming weeks. The book I referenced, Play Their Hearts Out by George Dorman, and I'd recommend reading it. It's pretty interesting, but that was written several years ago and it's sort of document some of this kind of stuff that's going on. Just give me your thoughts on the long range effects. I think we both agree it's it's only just begun. And if the FBI comes calling, people are going to talk and it's going to spread, I think. I don't think you, if the FBI comes and you're involved in a scheme with a lot of people, you want to rap first because you don't want to end up in federal prison while everybody goes scot-free. So your take on maybe the long range, I know it's impossible to sort of put on the scale, but where could this all end up as far as intercollegiate athletic recruiting, do you think? Um, So I think there's a chance. So first off, the class of 2019 is going to be by far the cleanest class probably of all time. And by clean, I mean, uh, there are always uh, X number of players in each class who are either getting money or their family is getting kickbacks or whatever. And in this climate, it'd be akin to being in jail and committing a crime. So <laughs> I don't think anybody's really going to go there uh, with the class of 2019. So in my opinion, the traditional powers who are deemed to be clean and, you know, if so far those some of those schools haven't been named, the ones who maybe have been struggling and recruiting the last few years they're going to see maybe not like a a full-fledged uptick, but I think they'll be in it for a few more players because if you remove uh, the payments and some of those things, then it gets back to being, you know, regular decision based upon, you know, X number of factors, based upon whether or not a kid can be one and done, based upon whether or not he can win a championship at X school, based upon, you know, how that school, how many times that school is on TV or how it's marketed. So it gets back to being, 
more normal decisions that aren't based upon payments or arrangements or anything like that. So I think that's the kind of short view. The long term is it's uh, very curious to see how this impacts the shoe companies, because uh, for so long, the shoe companies have acted as uh, well, they are partners of the universities and they've acted as kind of uh, this this side entity that feasted on, uh, you know, these, these high school players. And a lot of times they're not buying particular players because, you know, there's examples of, of Andrew Wiggins, for example, was a Nike kid during AEU. He went to an Adidas school and then he signed with Adidas when he went to the NBA. So it's not always where players, uh, Dennis Smith was an Adidas kid uh, for AAU and then in uh, college and then went to Under Armour now that he's in the NBA. So it's not always the case where players go, you know, Nike, 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 or Adidas, Adidas, Adidas. That doesn't happen all the time. What they're doing is, is that these kids are influencers among their friends, their family, at their high school, they're usually the big man on campus. So what these guys are doing is they're buying influence and they're buying market reach. Um, so I'm curious to see if that is reined in some by the NCAA. I've seen uh, some people talk about maybe USA Basketball taking over and becoming the de facto grassroots organization. But USA Basketball is deep into Nike. They have a contract with Nike. So uh, it, it'll just be curious to see how all that plays out um, and whether or not, you know, there's a Nike circuit or it's just guys playing for the local team or how this impacts high schools. Maybe high schools and high school coaches, you know, get a little power back because of this. So uh, it's just, like you said, it's way early to tell, but, you know, the ramifications definitely are are wide and deep. Do you think that if they got rid of the one and done deal and just let kids go back to Straight to the NBA, if that's what they wanted to do. You think that cures the problem or at least significantly lessens uh, the temptation maybe to take money by these kids and their families? I wouldn't say significantly lessens. People are going to cheat. I mean, that's just, that's with anything. That's with, you know, if you work for a big corporation, you work for a bank, you work for the fence contractor, like people are always pushing the issue, trying to get ahead so they can make more money. and the money part is not going away from college athletics as schools sign, you know, hundred million dollar apparel deals and the NCAA signs billion dollar basketball TV deals and billion dollar football deals. So as long as the money's there, this is going to continue. Now, it, like I said, it, it might be a couple year break, you know, maybe it's not rampant from, you know, now until 2020 or, you know, 2021 or something like that, but people are going to find a way. They're going to find a loophole. Um, so I, you can never, as long as the amateurism model is what it is, you can never get rid of these kind of side deals. Now, if amateurism goes away and players can, I don't know, get compensated for their likeness or get, uh, an increase in stipend that could significantly diminish it, but it's never going away. Yeah. You mean we can get uh college football video game back or college basketball video game backs if they start compensating these kids for their likeness it wouldn't you spend a hundred dollars if if they had to up the price to a hundred and ten dollars for ncaa football 2019 so that it could pay the players wouldn't you pay that much for it absolutely yeah there's no question pre-ordered like tomorrow right, right. get my dynasty <laughs> mode ready to go and you know start recruiting and it, it gets to the point and we're getting off track but it gets to the point you don't even want to play the game anymore you just want to recruit and do all the side stuff so yeah, yeah. and then you if maybe the feds come <laughs> then, you know, but at least it's on a video game <laughs> Sherelle, 
Let's be honest. Let me ask you a question that I'm I'm curious to know as somebody that's covered recruiting as much as you have and as much as um, Inside Carolina staff has. Are you surprised at all at, at this type of news? Maybe the depth of it, or or even that, is it surprising at all to you? Um, the like I said, the news itself isn't surprising. Maybe one of the maybe one or two of the people were a bit jarring, considering you know a lot of these guys we've had we have conversations with throughout the season. If you're an AU coach, then we're going to call you and and talk to you about you know the player that Carolina might be recruiting from your team. So seeing that was a, was a bit strange, and really just seeing it in public and seeing it written down and seeing the the depth and the scope of the FBI investigation, it, 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 it was, I was taken aback, you know, it's one thing to know it and to hear about it and to say, oh yeah, this player X got paid $250,000 to go to this school or player Y got paid 175, but he decided to take a better offer. You know, we, we always joke about it because it's that's the word that you hear around, but there's never a paper trail. And this is, you know, pages and pages of recordings and wiretaps and documents. And I mean, they got them basically. So I never thought I would see the day where they actually put the resources in um, to an investigation required to get them, you know, the people who were doing this and it happened. So it was surreal. Your point about people are always going to cheat. I believe one of the most shocking texts, or maybe it's not that I read is we need to be quiet on this because we're already on probation. We need to keep this on the download. I mean, that is that in itself is incredible to me. Yeah, yeah. I, it's and and so you can't say, oh, I I didn't know what I was doing. It's like well, you just said that you you know you just said that this was illegal. You just said that you were on probation. I mean, it, you have to wonder, uh, and that, that speaks to how the culture was is that people thought they could kind of talk about this, you know, in semi-public areas. I mean, a hotel isn't exactly private and there's four people in a room. That's not, you know, it's not public, but it's not private either. And so it's just funny because it was just that they were that open. They never even thought for a second that anyone was onto them or that anyone would, uh, you know, there could be an issue legally with this stuff. They were just like, whatever, we're, we're good. We're, here's this cash and envelope. Cool. I'll see you next week. Um, so that tells you how pervasive it is when people are that comfortable doing it in semi-public settings. Last question before we go, and I know this is a little abbreviated, but we'll have much more as the story continues to unfold. Um, but you've covered Carolina recruiting, as has Rob Harrington and plenty of others. Have you ever heard Carolina's name other than or, or attached to any of this type deal other than uh, the N and O? or the WREL mentioning uh, the ties to the scandal from somebody that maybe had a hand in Carolina's football scandal several years back. Have you ever heard North Carolina basketball wrapped in any of this type of stuff? No. Um, In our staffs, I guess you could probably say almost 40 years combined of covering recruiting. Um, That's never been, that's never come up. And I think a lot of times fans would get upset when, you know, we'd say, so-and-so is not really recruitable for North Carolina. Now, I want to caveat that by saying just because we say not recruitable, that is not, that's not a synonym for taking money or doing something illegal. But sometimes it does mean that. And so, uh, you know, if we say a player is not recruitable, people get upset. Well, why can't so-and-so school do that? And why can't other schools do that? Um, just because Roy Williams, there is, there are schools that operate in the gray area 
there are people who go to the edge of the gray area, and then there's people who don't really come close to the gray area. And from everything we have gathered, from talking to people all these years and seeing the recruitments North Carolina stayed in and seeing the recruitments North Carolina quickly got out of, they don't come close to that gray area. They kind of stay away from that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, Roe Williams has, I think it's documented, he definitely doesn't usually like to deal with third parties. And I think you see in this particular situation why he's not really fond of third parties because, you know, it takes a while to learn exactly what the third party um, is in it for. Sometimes they're in it just because they do love the kids. They want to be there for the players that they've, you know, grown up with or, or mentored or whatever, but that's not the case all the time. And I think the Carolina staff, you know, some has a pretty good discerning eye to figure out when a recruitment is one they really should be involved in. Yeah, a lot of great people involved uh, in high school athletics, AAU athletics, and and all of that. But it doesn't take many to taint the entire pool. It's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out in the weeks, days, and weeks and months ahead. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people are going to lose jobs. I think more so than even the ones that have already been announced. Yeah, and that's that's a really good point, Tommy. Uh, I you know there are. There are probably thousands. I think it's fair to say there are thousands of AAU teams or teams who participate in AAU or NCAA sanctioned events throughout the year. And to assume that this stuff is filtering all the way down to all of them, I think would be a mistake. It is uh, somewhat pervasive when you get to the very, you know, the 1% of players who uh, have a chance to play in the NBA, players who have a chance to go to high major schools. You know, it is fairly rampant i i would say in that area but it's a small percentage overall of the good people who are teaching life skills who are teaching players how to play basketball who are taking care of kids or, or parents kids while they're on the road so there, like you said there are a, a lot more good people in grassroots basketball um, in that venue than there are bad good stuff sherelle you're the best i know rob harrington's tied up with other things but he has been all over it as well it's always fun to talk to you my man appreciate you joining me yeah and you know basketball season starts in two and a half weeks it's kind of crazy unbelievable we'll be here <laughs> before you know it and it'll be over before you know it so yeah, I know. Yeah. Let's, let's enjoy it i appreciate it Sherelle. yep thanks Tom. thanks for listening to InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of unc sports your home for tar heel football basketball and recruiting